Lost that to Young, the chance here for Sidwell already, and what a start! Just over 30 seconds gone, and the quickest goal in the Premier League this season for Steve Sidwell. Sidwell FC podcast. Hello and welcome to the Steve Sidwell FC podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Mitchell-Baker um, and I'm not as posh as my name sounds as you know by now. Um, great to be back with the triumvirate of all triumvirates, the, the Harry, Ron and Hermione, the Luke Hannon layer, the Bobby, Bobby Mane and Salah. Yeah, yeah, we'll go for that. Yeah, yeah. Of, of podcast hosts. Um, I'm joined in the flesh via a little grassy patch by Mr. David Lasky. How are you? Yeah, very well. Different setup this week. Normally it's me and Joe together. Now me and Adam and um, Joe calling in from afar. Mr. McKeo, how are you? Good evening. I'm very well. I am. I'm calling in from what is a very lightningy and thundery uh, Birmingham on a Wednesday. <laughs> In contrast, just to let you know, it's about 25 degrees in Yorkshire sunshine. Feels a bit like what I imagine Malaga. <laughs> just with less beery Brits around, probably. But <laughs> there we have it. Um, how is your dog coping in the thunderstorms? She's currently sat next to me. She she doesn't like the, the thunder isn't too loud, mercifully, but she she's breathing quite heavily. She's just lying on my bed next to me. Uh, I've got a Corona next to me as well. I've yet to work out which one I like most. Um, yeah, it's. I've been in Wales for the last three days and it's been glorious. Just uh, the, the, the thunderstorms that have been promised never turned up. So I was just sweating in an office with two of my colleagues. Uh, and then I've driven back up the M5 today and just been hit by uh, a storm. But the air's a little bit clearer now, so maybe I'll sleep, I'll sleep quite well. Good. I'd like to ask if we could get Ella to make a noise for the podcast, but I don't know if dogs can make noises on demand. She's currently sleeping. I could, if I went downstairs and rang the doorbell. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if there's like, a, you know, like, you know how like some like different machines and stuff have buttons. You press a button, it makes like a beep. Whether her, you can like pressure on her like left shoulder and she goes like. Please don't, dog... please don't refer to my dog as a machine. I mean, in like you know, like how you'd refer to like a Bournemouth in centre midfielder as a machine. It's a compliment. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to bait him to respond, it, but I'm not getting anything. Bless her, bless her little heart. I'm guessing you've taught her how to like um, do the poor thing or sit. Why have you not taught her how to contribute to our podcast? That's my question. <laughs> uh, she's eight years old now. She had her birthday last week. Oh yeah, what did oh, you get? I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll forgive you. Uh, what did you I get? You got a birthday special for your. I did. Yeah, we should have been an Ella special. <laughs> Quite right. We yeah, sat there for half an hour. Yeah. So after your trip to Wales, I've got a little question to start you off. Yes, sir. Of the um, nations that make up the the union of King of the Great Great Britain, what is your favourite that isn't England? So Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. What's the best one? Well, I think it comes down to which one I detest least when it comes to sporting <laughs> events. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay, a bit better. 
Yeah, I didn't just pause after detest the least. <laughs> uh, and having never been to either Scotland or Northern Ireland, I'm just uh, okay. I'm going to have to go to. Uh, I'm going to go for Wales. I I I've always liked it. Um, I've never because I'm not a huge rugby fan. I don't uh, I don't hate them as much as some of my my friends. Maybe you, Adam, as well, hate the Welsh. Um, I yeah. wouldn't say I hate them just because of rugby. But... Well, I have friends that certainly would say that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wales. Strong. I used to live with um, a Welshman, and I once watched a, a Wales v Ireland Six Nations game with him and his two Welsh parents. <laughs> and I remember defending the English ref, Wayne Barnes, for a call that he made. And they just, all of them in unison, started like screaming at me. And I just thought, I've, I've picked a fight that I'm not prepared to enter here. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. Do you think the hatred is more the other? Yeah, the hatred is more the other. Do you remember that advert that the BBC did a few years ago, where it was every single country in the Six Nations asked who they wanted to beat, and they all said England. Mm. Um, there's definitely, there's like you know, England. I think care less about going to Scotland than Scotland do. It's the same with football. You know, all sports. England don't really care about Scotland. We're more interested in Germany and Argentina, countries we've been been at war war with <laughs> in the last hundred years. I think. But, um, yeah, no, I've, I was thinking, I was like, in terms of, I've only been to Belfast and Edinburgh in Scotland, Northern Ireland. So I've been to Wales and most. Um, Edinburgh's the best capital. <laughs> uh, and the Belfast is the only airport I've been to. So Belfast's got the best airport. So there you go. Gonna be you neutral. did Belfast in a day, didn't you? I did do Belfast in a day, which is actually quite doable because it's like a 45 minute flight from Manchester. Kill a few trees, you know. How's that fence? Do my bit, How's that? Do my bit of the ozone layer. How's that fence treating you? That fence it is doing very well <laughs> for me. But anyway. <laughs> what would you go for, Lask? Um, huh. I really did like Edinburgh. I've been a few times. We went up for a weekend, didn't we? It was so cold. But I think it's got similarities to, um, to York in terms of like architecture and stuff like that. I do have Welsh cousins, which does put me at a... Um, yeah, sort of biased, but uh, I think Scotland's the best. Oh, there we go. Well, there you go. That was a little detour that I didn't think we were going to take tonight. But <laughs> uh, we, we were reflecting this week in preparing for this podcast that I think the last two episodes, definitely, but probably three of the last four, have, I would say, been 98% football <laughs> We did a couple of Premier League ones for the FA Cup final the other week. So today we thought we'd give you a bit more of an insight into... The, the people behind the pot <laughs> and actually talk about like I said just before I was like we've kind of regained personality now we realise that football isn't happening every single hour of every single day um, and I feel a bit bereft but I'm summoning different character virtues from within myself mm. but there we go um, I'm discovering I'm discovering character traits that I'd, I'd long forgotten about <laughs> what, what's been your latest character trait you've discovered post football um, well it is related to football I'm extremely impatient in terms of these transfers being announced. (laughs) (laughs) I'm refreshing Arsenal's Twitter account, I'd say, every hour. Wow. And you think, this is totally meaningless. So I may be impatient, but again, that's related to football, so I can't. That's just the longing for more football. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Got the withdrawals. Yeah. I think I've been experiencing envy because I've realised when there's no football on, there's less reason to be inside when it's nice weather. So I want to be outside more, but I don't have a garden. So I'm uh, envious of that. So 
I'm spending as much time as I can in the courtyard outside my flat, but I'm aware that every conversation I have echoes to all the people around me. So uh, it's not the most helpful thing in the world. But <laughs> what about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, I think I haven't felt like this since uh, 2015, which was the last year that there was zero sport going down. Um, the summer. Yeah. Uh, and I was a very di- very different man back then, you know, five, five years younger. I, you had an arm then, didn't you? Uh, no, that was the summer that I lost I lost an arm. Um, and have we talked about that story in the podcast? I don't think we ever have. But, um, <laughs> You're not actually amputee, are you? <laughs> uh, no, and to those of you listening who have never met me, I, I do still have two, four, four fully functioning limbs. Um, oh, fully, fully doing a lot of work in that sentence, isn't it? But we're, <laughs> I'm all right. What happened, Joe? Well, I, I fell, I fell down the stairs in in this my family home. Um, yeah. Yes, Wednesday, June twenty fourth, two thousand and fifteen. You were inspired by Chris Chris, Chris Ashton. Yeah, he did that swan dive, didn't he? He did. I was, uh, I was just very impressed. I thought that I'd try it out. It was a sad day. Yeah. A sad day. Still, still low level traumatized. But uh, thanks, thanks for raising. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it the other day because um, someone I know in New York a few months ago um, pierced his hand on like the fence oh. by like five side football pitch. Ah. So I got his hand caught, and basically like, all the skin ripped off his fingers. Ah. So I was just looking at the picture of that the other day, not just like out of like you know like boredom on a Thursday evening. Like, <laughs> we're sharing it to someone. And I remember the photo of your arm where your arm was... I don't see your arm was a Z. It was. That's why I remember it in that picture. But oh. Yeah, it was the second elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not listening to this while I was eating food, listeners, because it's been a gruesome time mm. for you. But. Those of you who uh, would like to see the picture, it is still available. Um, <laughs> You've still got it in archives? Yes, I will. Well, I had to save it on my phone for whenever anyone uh, asks, but I had to save it with a picture of my dog as like the title picture of the album so that uh, A, anyone that I was showing it to had no like forewarning as to what they were about to see, but B, so that whenever I'm flicking through photos, I don't have to uh, traumatise myself. Yeah. Hidden away. Yeah. Good idea. But no. What have you, have you been up to anything fun particularly in your Midland stay? Um. No, not hugely. It was nice to. I've had uh, my brother came down and stayed, which was lovely. He's still here, so when I've come back from Wales, he's kicking about. And he's he's a good a good laugh as always. Um, we had um, our new our driving range up the road has got that shot tracer technology inputted, <laughs> and I bloody love a stat. And when you hit the ball, see you later. It gives you all the data, how hard you've hit it, how far you've hit it, all of the numbers that you see when you're watching it on TV. And you can just compare how inferior you are to uh, Big Bryson. Oh, yeah. So does it, do you do that 100-yard challenge thing? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the first things we did. Great shout. What, 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 what did you that? get? Well, you just have to hit it. It's like whoever gets closest to 100. Yeah, you say... Pick a club, hit it 100 yards or whatever. Yeah, I think that's right, isn't it, Joe? That's right. And well, um, what did you get? 160? 102 was my best after five balls. That's pretty good going. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think if I did it, I might, if it was, you know, 
I might sky it. Well, not sky it. I might spoon it along the floor for about 40 yards, and that would be good as I do, probably. Yeah, it doesn't matter which direction. I reckon I could hit 100 <laughs> yards through cover. <laughs> cover. Well, that's, yeah. that is a specific direction. That is the Lasky special. The Lasky special. <laughs> just, just on the subjects of golf, just a little shout out to um, the patron of our podcast, our Lord and Saviour, oh. Sir Steve Sidwell, who on our Instagram chat this week, okay, uh, you know, we sent out a video of him absolutely delightfully getting a hole in one on a round of golf with his son, which was beautiful to see. And he absolutely milked it, didn't he? Yeah, there was a lot of videos. There's a lot of content of his reaction to his hole-in-one. And, you know. I think he said the word unbelievable. I reckon double, double figures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, but, was, he was ecstatic, wasn't he? It he was, was so good. Patron of it. I wonder if actually we've got any more, more listeners after you uh, promoted it, Joe, across BT Sports. Uh, do you want to tell this story <laughs> no i think you should oh wow oh no it's shameless um bt sport put up a uh, prior to the champions league starting again a little three minute compilation of uh, skill and tricks of footballers from tournaments gone by and i'd already seen that they'd retweeted one particular one random individual on twitter who had uh, commented with a positive comment over this video and I thought right I am jumping in on this so I, I I tweeted with such a comment and then completely transformed my Twitter bio so that it had the link to the pod uh, I, re- I updated my picture which has been the same since my first year of uni seven years ago wow um, who knows who knows maybe um, we'll, we'll spread even further than Mutchen Holzhausen you don't need excuse to say that. <laughs> Everybody's just looking for it. Just waiting. <laughs> Might hit record numbers. I think yeah. seventy-two is our current highest. So um, yeah, yeah it's on. It's on. <laughs> on. It is on indeed. What um, in terms of like TV and film? I know you talked about that. You know, back in the podcasts when football wasn't on and we had to pretend to have interests outside of football, we used to talk about that, didn't we? And I, well, I was just reflecting before this. I recommended um, the TV show The Last Dance on Netflix, the documentary about Michael Jordan. And I think that is a piece of advice I've given in my entire life that's had the most people making an action off the back of it. I love it. If that makes sense. So I reckon there's a good four or five people that I'm oh, aware yeah. of that have gone and watched it since then. So And specifically thanked you for recommending it. Yeah, I'm a bit overwhelmed by that sort of interview. That ability to influence hearts yeah. and win people. You're an influencer. I am an influencer. Thank you very much. But love it. What you, what what show or film would you two like to recommend to, you know, reach influencer status alongside me and Kendall Jenner? What do you think you've got in the locker? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's I have been so I've been on a bit of a journey over the last couple of weeks where. <laughs> Loads of people. It's not a new film, uh, TV show. It's not going to win any sort of uh, awards for innovation. But I've been very, very hesitant to watch the US version of The Office out of loyalty to um, Ricky Gervais because I just love his version of... Do you know what I mean? I love the UK version so much. I felt like I'd be somehow betraying him yeah. and that show by watching the US version. Um, so, But I started watching it. 
And honestly, it is really funny. <laughs> I do really like it. It's different. You have to see it's different, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, but Steve Carell is he's just He's a bit of a king, isn't he? He's really good in a different way. Um so I still like David What's it he's not called David Brenton in that, is it? What's his Yeah. Oh no, Michael Scott. Michael in, Scott. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's not David Brent, but he's a good character. So if you haven't watched it and you you were like me, um, defiantly being loyal to someone you've never met before, um, give it a go. Yeah, very good. Very good. What about you, Joseph? Well, I was just going to say that Lasky watched um, one of the most famous films of all time for the first time not that long ago, and I wanted to know if he wanted to share his his preliminary thoughts to the listeners. That sounds very baity. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, I've watched... Um... Well, you have a choice of two, to be fair. I've just remembered. I watched The Godfather. Yeah. And then we watched... Um... Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Which one did you yeah. Which one did you prefer? The Godfather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it... You I mean, talk, the... about, talk, like this, <laughs> talk like this. For me, there was a scene in <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Sorry, sorry. Are they Romanian? <laughs> no, it's Marlon Brando's character. I think you watched the pirated version. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't see steal a handbag, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't no. steal a car. I liked both, but I would say that there was one particular scene in Pulp Fiction which to, was so unpleasant that I took away from the enjoyment for me. What a melt. Really? <laughs> I didn't say it had no enjoyment, but it, it subtracted from the enjoyment. It scarred you. <laughs> when you think of that film, you think yeah. of that scene. Well, I, well, I mean, Joe, we, we have chats about it. I just don't think it adds anything to the story. But, okay, oh, no, I should... I should correct myself. It does add something to the story. Yeah. But I would say the trauma of it yeah. is less, is not worth Doesn't what it justify adds. it. I think they could have done it in a different way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's such a well-known film that this is, uh, it's one that you could talk about without spoiling. I don't want to talk about it. I didn't want to see it. <laughs> okay. I'm just, okay. I feel like trauma is a bit strong, but you're entitled to your opinion. But uh, yeah. <laughs> The Godfather is a worthy, a worthy winner of any one v one. So, yeah, yeah. Ca- cannot knock, cannot knock the conclusion. Can knock your working out. Cannot knock your answer. <laughs> you can disagree with me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're a bit of an aficionado for the classic films, so Joe. I think in a good way. You've sort of seen most of the classics. Like I remember you chatting about that with my brother at my stag do, and I was quite impressed that two people had seen that many films from the 1970s. <laughs> oh, honestly, The Deer Hunter is absolutely one of the next ones that we need to to get Lasky on. And uh, you too, Adam, if you've never seen it. Uh, I've not seen it, no. I know, I know the premise. Is it one with oh, like, Russian, roulette, Russian roulette with a gun, isn't it? Correct, yeah. That, it's an absolute... Uh, okay. absolute it sounds classic. very different than what the title suggests it's about. Uh, I do quite like a Vietnam War film. Yeah, exactly. Very few, very few deers, um, even even less uh, deer hunting. But um, just an, again, a classic. I think John Williams does the the intro for it, which is a wonderful piece of music. <laughs> that arcing that is the most no. highbrow thing that's ever been said. I'm going to Google that. I'm going to. Hang on, let me. It's just... true. Of course, he does. 
Um, just hang on. Just no. I tell you what film I did watch. Um, and I'm going to use because I, you know, I like to keep the um pod a family show. I'm going to call it by what my dad father refers it to it as. <laughs> I watched In- Inglorious Rascals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's spelt the same as the. Uh... Is it, yeah, is that in French? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Rascals. <laughs> That's good. Um, and I good... really, I really like that one. That's interesting because that's Tarantino as well. Yeah. 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 No, I, that is a good, that's a good, a rare film. I watched um, Searching the other week on Netflix. That's very good. I kind of, it's the one where it's like filmed entirely on screens. So like on phones and laptops and CCTV footage and stuff. And it is a bit weird, but I did very much enjoy it. And it was a bit different. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I have a TV show that I would not recommend to people. Okay. Um, which is a TV show called The Newsroom, which, Joe, you might have heard of. I have heard of it. It's by the guy that did The West Wing. Fantastic. Um, and that's basically one of the main reasons that I got the DVD. Yeah. But I've watched three or four episodes, and it's just the most... Every character is annoying, apart from, like, one guy. You just want to, like, literally punch every character. <laughs> Nothing happens in it until it's all realistic way. Like, it's all based around real events that happen, like Tahe Square, um, Cairo Uprising. But... But nothing happens. It's realistic. Everything is like this idealized version of the world, and you find yourself wanting bad things to happen because there's just like no drama or suspense to it at all. But <laughs> yeah, I was really underwhelmed by it. I've not, I've not finished it yet, but I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it for four episodes in. Oh, so, well, it's an anti recommendation from A and B. I've got an anti one as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's well, the... we've already had pop pictures. <laughs> 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 um, there was a BBC drama about the Salisbury um, poisonings. Now, I enjoyed the first episode, but it felt like it should be a one episode. They stretched it out to three. Yeah. You see, my mum my absolutely loved that. My mum and dad um, came to stay in, in York. First time I'd see them in six months of a week, they were on their way up to Scotland. And they, um, they were all over that show, like an absolute rash. Well, James. <laughs> like a rash, like a Novichok rash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like an unwanted rash from a dodgy door handle. <laughs> I, when I went to Salisbury last year, I took pictures of the ZZ in the pub and I felt like I was on a bit of a tourism. Well, it was a hell of a year for Salisbury Cathedral, wasn't it? That, that, they also lost the Magna Carta, didn't they, temporarily? Well, we've got to try to attack it with a hammer. But you can actually see where the glass didn't shatter. <laughs> Still in the cathedral, there's like a glass display case and it's like cracked but not broken. Really put them on the map. Yeah, it did. Yeah? Uh, what a town. My question to you both is when, yeah. when people say... Oh, honestly, really going to recommend this series to you, but you've got to, it's a bit of a slow burner. You've got to, you, after nine episodes, you'll really enjoy it. Does that, how do we feel about sentences like that? I can't be asked with that. Yeah. Nine episodes. I, I've not got the, how many hours of, that of my life have I, have I trusted this person with? Exactly. Exactly. Probably. I couldn't. What, what's the story there? Well, I was thinking like, how, what if I was recommending Breaking Bad to somebody? Because, that never get. Well, actually, I think Game of Thrones is a better example because that is literally thirty episodes before it gets very, very good. And it's like, what if you were just stumbled? Because the beauty of Game of Thrones was that everybody watched it pretty much from the moment yeah. that, like, from two thousand and thirteen onwards, and then it was the same fan base all the way through. But like, what if someone was about to start watching it now? You wouldn't. Like, that is a lot of time to invest before it properly gets good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, 
Sarah, my wife, hasn't hasn't seen it. And she said earlier this year, oh, at some point we should watch Game of Thrones together. And I was like, I can't really be bothered to answer you. I can't. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I want to put myself through all of that all over again. And I hate the first season is um is a bit raun- raunchy. Oh well, it's uh, it's certainly not Lasky compliant after your Pulp Fiction review, which I'm going. I'm going in well, hard on. <laughs> Like that, that, I don't think that is a bad thing on me. I think it reflects more on you that you like watching. See, well, this, 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 this is the pulp fiction scene. The fact that you you didn't think that was disturbing con- well, because, concerns well, me as your ass, mate. That, that's okay because, uh, and it concerns me that you would watch something once and immediately leap to the conclusion that one wants to imitate because they appreciate the art that is filmmaking. But that's something else. <laughs> so this is what happens when we don't have football team. <laughs> Our personalities person. come out and it's just clashing left, right, and centre. It's a just. It's. I, I will stand. I love that film. It's one of my one of my favourites. But um, uh, this first series of Game of Thrones is absolutely just. Um, if if you have criteria that makes something an A team, it ticks yeah, every yeah, yeah. single box on whatever list whatever list Hollywood have. Um, it's unashamedly just, yeah, yeah, all the way through. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about the whole. Would you get nine seasons, nine episodes in? I have that about shows now, which have got like six, seven, eight seasons. I think I really can't be bothered to invest my life into this and. Be, be yeah. underwhelmed by it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know some people that had that with Lost a couple of years ago, they got into Lost. Yeah. And then Lost is quite famous having a horrendously annoying final episode. Um, is it just underwhelmed? Just, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it in case people do want to watch it, but I just, <laughs> um, they were just like, why have we done this? Why did we, why did we give ourselves to this show for like two years and, whatever, and then abandon it? But so I wouldn't recommend How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched Hamlet, Mother over lockdown, and I spent season nine getting increasingly annoyed, (laughs) knowing what was happening and how they were going to do it. And then I watched the last episode, and I just, I just felt angry, (laughs) felt angry and disappointed. But yeah, I'd like to go back and watch Scrubs again. I really like that. Oh, that's a belter, wasn't it? Great. I think they're back on. I think all of the episodes are on all four now. Oh, is it? Sick. Ooh, I read that. Who somewhere. is your favourite character? Turk. Oh, straight yeah. out. I'm going Doctor Cox. Yeah, I bet you like Doctor Cox. I love Doctor Cox. <laughs> I like Kelso. Yeah, <laughs> Kelso. Or janitor. Yes. Oh, there were some belters, were there? That might be a rewatch. That. Can you it's name any of the actors yeah. other than? Zach Braff. Yeah, ah, there you go. Other, yeah, other than I was, I, cu- I couldn't even remember his character in the show. Jace, J, 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 D. Yeah, yeah, he's of that school of like leading men that are there just to be about the jokes, really, isn't he? Yeah, like the whole, you know, like Ted from Hammer, Ross. Friends. <laughs> um, what are their names? Sarah Chalk, Elliot, Elliot. Ch- is it Chalk? That's the actress. All right. Um. I genuinely, I don't know. I d- There's a Ted in uh, Scrubs as well, as he's the lawyer. Yeah, he's the lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, a he's wet as a haddock swimsuit, isn't he? <laughs> Say that again. He's as wet as a haddock swimsuit. <laughs> wow. Wet as a haddock swimsuit. That is an interesting expression. That's, uh, that's, I can't take credit for that. The, the very, uh, well, your brother will, will almost certainly know Adam. That's a, that's a Blackadder reference. 
Uh, see, Blackout is something I never got into. Oh, it's a belter. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Sorry. Um, moving swiftly on. <laughs> we've had a few... Well, I was going to say we had a few questions sent in. We, we were struggling for questions, obviously, because what we've been talking about is football. So I think we've alienated listeners. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, listeners. Um, we had a deluge of questions this afternoon, having asked for non-football-related <laughs> questions. Um, and we whittled it down to four questions, one of which is about football, but that's absolutely fine. Um, and the first question I have for, for you both is, what is, and we can, this is open to debate, but what is the best takeaway option out of fish and chips, pizza, Indian and Chinese? And that's an in from... Joe Carroll, former housemate of Mr. Lasky. Good lad. An all-round hero. To yeah, he's a good, he's a good lad. Throughout uni. Um, but yeah, I, think I found like, um, these kind of food discussions that kind of get me a bit um, heated. Oh, I, yeah. went, I went to Nando's earlier this week for the Eat Out to Help Out, you know, with, thanks to Rishi. And yeah, people are people are choosing their Nando's orders, and I, I feel myself. It's not a judgment. I get quite angry about their poor choices of, of what they're going for. Um, Please tell me someone didn't have plain. They had a plain chicken. Oh. <sighs> you're not angry. You're just disappointed, aren't you? Yeah. 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 We move on. <laughs> in terms of takeout, for me, um, China. This is an outrageous opinion. Unpopular. Um, I don't think Chinese is worth it. I don't think it's very nice. Too much salt. I would. That's bottom of the list for me. But I'm I'm willing to you know hear you guys out. But Chinese bottom. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not willing to enter into a ranking-based system. <laughs> I'm not willing to bend the public. But, uh, the thing about Chinese is when it's bad, it's really bad. Yeah. And, and like, I, I feel like I've had, York in particular, and I've been over this quite a few times with people, I've never found a good Chinese takeaway in York. Yeah. There's about three or four different ones, and I thought, this is not not good quality. Yeah. Um, whereas growing up in Redden, we, we knew a good Chinese that was... It was decent. I, I, of of this four, I like Indian the best. I think. I think you've got a lot of option, got a lot of variety. You can't really go wrong, can you? No. I, I, I agree with you. Indian's the best, unless you're at the beach. Which yeah, is okay. fish and chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you're not taking Indian on the beach. No, beach no, 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 exactly. It's like anywhere else in the world, Indian. If you're next to sand and the sea, <laughs> fish and chips. Do you agree with that, Joe? As a nut allergy sufferer. Well, so I'm very similar to you, Adam, in that I grew up with a wonderful Chinese restaurant around the corner, which was brilliant and still is frequented by the Makia family. Um, the, and of course, in terms of pizza, the Makia pizza oven is, is quality. Fish and chips by the sea is quality. But I'm going to go for the number one. What If someone gave me these options... You know, once a yeah. week, every week, I would choose Indian more often than the others in terms of what do I fancy and what is more consistently a better takeaway option. Huge. That's un- un- unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. Unanimous. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> 
We're in agreement on that. <laughs> Indian. We have... have we ever been out for an India? That's the guy. I don't think so. We've been to 29, 29 states. states. yeah. Oh, it was a memorable experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, you've really enjoyed yourself, haven't you? We've had Ref's Spice Boxes. Yes, we've done that, which is always, That's a always very good. Shout out to that. I would absolutely smash one of those. Yeah, we should, we should do that again. Yeah. We'll do the next one. Yeah, very good. Um, so the next question comes in from... I believe my brother Ben, who asked, um, "What Olympic sport that would you um, take out that they currently do, and what would you replace it with?" Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about our listenership and I, who am I likely to annoy with the with the following answer. Um, I feel like I'm on safe, in, in yeah, on safe territory with. Equestrian out, cricket in. Yeah, yeah you've, you've, you're a crowd pleaser there. I am. And it's like, which sort of like posh tosser do you want? Um, <laughs> would you eliminate all equestrian-based events? Uh, I would, yes. And yeah, I'd okay. have it so that the cricket players enter um, the ground on horseback. <laughs> Wow. And are you talking T20? Are you saying we're going to have a full-on five-day test match? Take the whole Olympic. <laughs> um, for the sake of the telecast, I would make it T- T20. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I would take out that silly one where they go running and shooting. Pentathlon. Is it? it well, it's like... What they do? They swim and then they shoot something and then they run or something. It's like life in Norfolk, that, isn't it? <laughs> and I would replace it with <laughs> um, darts. Oh, Lasky, you love darts. If there's one thing I've learned throughout lockdown is that Lasky loves darts. Just oh, it was a live experience. It's class. <laughs> I've never been, but I quite like to. Ali Pally. I reckon, and also, I think we'd be very good at it. <laughs> GB, GB. Yeah. Oh, that's an excellent. Show. Netherlands have got a few. Netherlands, they got bang, bang, scare the wind. You said Raymond Van Barneveld, is he still yeah. going? I don't know. Still going. Hard to know with darts players what you mean by still going. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? I, I was going to say get rid, getting rid of the, um, what I like to call Strictly Come Horse Dancing. <laughs> dressage. Dre- dressage. <laughs> but you've already eliminated all equestrian-based events from the, um, from the equation. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. 100-metre sprint. <laughs> <laughs> I tried I think I'd probably get rid of um uh I feel like I would get rid of one of the ones where like not um not discus uh but shot put. I just think it's just a bit like oh that person's propelled a giant ball in the air. Mm. Great. Mm, yeah. And I'd put in ten pin bowling. Because I think oh, those people yeah. if they can throw those shot puts in the air, they could ten pin bowl the, the absolute hell out of it, couldn't they? They'd have a great time. Mm. As a spectator sport, I feel like Tempin Bowling is, if you're honest, it's not had its day yet. And I feel like its time should come as a televised event. I think it could be quite a good one. Is there anything that you'd uh, completely revamp? So instead of taking out a sport, so let's take discus or shot put as an example. Instead of it being the discus or the shot put as a piece of apparatus, what if it was a stake or a baby? Like what? What what would you replace it with that would be a fun instrument to watch people throw as far as they could? Probably not a baby <laughs> for starters. But, um, I think I'd probably 
integrate some of those events with the horse-based events. <laughs> so I think you could get pole vaulting on horses. Yeah. That would be I, amazing. That would be jousting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you'd have to pull yeah. the horse. That would be actually... <laughs> or what would be good is you pole vault over the, whatever you call it, the uh, bar, yeah. yeah, and then land on a horse, yeah, and you go straight into a dressage <laughs> thing. Dance then you off. do it. Then you do the pommel horse on the horse. <laughs> oh, that's just remarkable. And then um, I don't know, dive off it into yeah. the into the um, swimming pool. I feel like that, get... that first. That's like a horse triathlon. Well, that's a horse hept- heptathlon. That. I feel like that first. Um ask of landing on the horses is removing all athletes ability to have children yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. giving up um fatherhood for... <laughs> and motherhood i think yeah <laughs> um other sports up for elimination i think would be table tennis whoa 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 friend of the pod matthew syed is not going to enjoy that <laughs> that's an outrageous yeah. shout <laughs> It's just, it's just like you watch it and you're like, oh, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And they're just, they're so good that they just have rallies for like 50 shots just over and over and over again. And that's not one that I'm, oh, I want to like it, but I, can't. I but love I think it's, table tennis. You know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Skateboarding. That could be fun. Is skateboarding being added in? Uh, it's rumoured to be. Baseball's being added in. Yeah. I heard softball. Was softball in the last one? I don't think so. And what is softball? Great question. No idea. Baseball with softball. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. That's about as much as I know. I can remember. Yeah. Oh, um, softball will be featured at the 2020 limit, uh, Olympics as uh, okay. now 2021 Olympics for the, the first time since 2008. So it was. It has been there. It has been there before. It's big in Japan, isn't it? Yes. It's um. It's, it's not their national sport. That's wrestling. Sumo wrestling. Yeah. I have lost many. Lockdown quiz of such such a question. It came up three times. Wow. You'd think I'd learn. Yeah, yeah. Next question. Who's this one from? Um, again, Joe Carroll. What's he asked us? He has asked us. Well, it's, it's slightly football related. But he basically wants to know what our inspiration is for starting the podcast. So what's our favourite football podcast that we listen to? Yeah, and I think we've had this question or similar variants a few times and yet to properly answer it. Um, so I would say like two football-related podcasts that I've, I have drawn inspiration from in my life. Um, the Peter Crouch podcast, yeah, and um, which is my mainstream option. And then the, more, the option that I'm not sure is as popular because they've only done one season is the Magic Sponge podcast. Have you guys ever heard of that one? Have you listened to that? I've heard of it, but I haven't listened. So it's it's with um Jimmy Bullard and Rob Beckett, and I think that's someone else, but I can't remember. And um, it's from like four or five years ago, like from Dave. And they basically get ex-professional footballers on and get them to like tell stories about dressing rooms. So they're like an episode of David Bentley, an episode of Graham Stack, Ray Parler, basically all the ex-Arsenal pros. But they get some amazing stories in that, and I really, really recommend that as a listen. The Magic Sponge podcast. Um, it's kind of like a, I would say like a fifteen rated. If we were professional footballers and had been like gone gone astray with drugs and women and alcohol, that's probably the podcast that we'd be producing. I think. <laughs> what about you, Joe? I need to add in the mix. So I, this is almost sounds like uh, sacrilege or might come as a surprise, but I listen to no football podcasts. Um, 
not not he's not been in your own echo chamber didn't you well yeah it's like my football opinion my football opinions are mine and mine alone and they're my enjoyment of the sport um and it football is yes it's the sport that i get most passionate about in terms of the team that i support but my golf i love my golf i love my golf podcast i get into the stats of it um and i just i just couldn't i couldn't put the same amount of effort into into both i'd run out of time so I'm afraid I'm not much help, but it, I would definitely say that my, so I listened to a, a golf podcast called No Laying Up, which definitely bred some level of inspiration as to, as to this, whatever the hell this is. Yeah, I've, I've listened to that a few times after you sent that, it's quite a good one. Yeah, they're good lads. What about you, Mr. Lasky? Um, I think there's two. Uh, well, I like Football Weekly by The Guardian, just because some good characters on there. Barry Glendening. Um, but to be honest, the, the two I like the most uh, is a company called Statsbomb, who um, do sort of uh, football-related data analytics for various clubs, and they release um, podcasts talking about various players and who's doing well in various leagues and sort of some of the, the number and the data behind football. I really like that one. And then... Um, I think the second one is the Spanish football podcast, which is with Sid Lowe, um, who works at the Guardian, and uh, Phil Kitchmalides. Um, so it covers all sort of La Liga, um, and just gives you kind of a different, um, t- no, no, different focus because sometimes Arsenal aren't doing very well. So if I focus on the Spanish league, it helps with your messy love, doesn't it? It as does. Well. It does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're probably the two I, I enjoy the most. They might not be sort of exactly the same as this. This is probably closer to the Peter Crouch in terms of style, right? Yeah, I think that's probably fair enough. We're more, we, we're more of a, well, we'd like to think we're more of a comedy-based well, approach. Yeah. <laughs> we find it, we find it amusing. This is this is the thing. Like honestly, not not in a not in a in a lame way, but whenever I listen back to this podcast, I'm having an absolute great time. I'm just laughing away to myself and I think what kind of knob listens back to himself and laughs for every episode I'm doing it so I hope that listening you share just even just a third of my joy listening to my own voice but there you go <laughs> very good um, and back by popular demand because it's been a while I've got I've prepared a name actor so super um, this one I don't... To be honest, normally I say this is an easy one, this is a difficult one, but I don't know. It really depends on... He's got his book out for this one. Oh, yeah, this is a... You've seen behind the scenes of my, my preparation. There's a book. Is that a book just of him actors? That's amazing. <laughs> it's not. Listeners, he's got... He's got, he's got, he's got I would yes. say yeah, I would say he's got 80 pages of pre-prepared name actors. This is incredible dedication to my book. book. <laughs> Coming to a Christmas... <laughs> Christmas scene near you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick of copyright on that. Yeah, no one will be bored after the Queen's speech ever again. I think IMDb would probably have something to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as ever, I'm going to name five films. Um, if you get it right after uh, one, you'll get five points in a uh, table that I'm not calculating and keeping up to date. If you get it after two, You'll get four, and so on. All right. In 1994, this actor was in The Renaissance Man. 
I've not even heard of that. Before. No. Well, that's good because that was their aim. Oh. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Joe. <laughs> 1994. Now I think Pulp Fiction was actually released in 1994, so I'm going to go. Um, maybe maybe they were hot on it and did two films. Uh, one after another. I'm going to say Samuel L. Jackson. Strong. Uh, both of you are incorrect. Sad times. But, but good guesses. Um, this, so, film number two. In 2006, <laughs> they were in The Departed. Oh, oh, everybody was in that film. Oh, this is one of my favourites. Do I watch that the other week, Joe? That is a really good film. Is it the first time you'd ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, isn't it a stunning, stunning film? Uh, Lasky, if you, so you not, I've, ne- I've never seen. Right, it. we will. We so, will be watching it. Like I could talk yeah. about that film for literally hours. Uh, it's what absolutely. Well, can you can you name the actor that was in it? Well, I can name probably ten. Um, I'll say Alec Baldwin. But, but were they in the Renaissance? I have man, no so. idea. That's why I'm going for Alec Baldwin because he was in The Hunt for Red October years before the Renaissance. So I know that he would have been big in 1994 or bigish. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go for Martin Sheen. That's a... Oh, what a shout that is. He's brilliant in that film as well. Yeah. Uh, both of you incorrect. Oh. That's helped me, that film, though. Yes, because... No. Well, I've narrowed... I've, there are now half a dozen names kicking about yeah. my head. All right. In 2014... Oh. This person was in Transformers, Age of Extinction. Yeah, okay, I've got this. So no pressure, Joe, but I think Adam's got it. Well, he can go first, and then I'll say whoever he says. No, no, no you can't do that. Well, why not? <laughs> it's not my fault he, he displayed uh, who he knew. So it's got to be someone who would have been reasonably young in 1994, was in The Departed, and what? Transformers. So I'm choosing... Well, Adam, am I free to just speak my mind, given that you're very confident? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to either be either DiCaprio, Wahlberg... Or who are the other young ones in the departed? There aren't many. Um, it could be one of the backup crew. Uh, no, because they wouldn't be in. Because we're reaching the third film here, so it's got to be reasonably uh, gettable. I'm going to say Mark Wahlberg. Okay, Adam. That that is who I believe it is. Very good. Once again, <laughs> you both got it right. Vamos. Vamos. Also, just, just to share, I got distracted during that question. We're, we're looking up. We're outside, outside Lasky and Joe's flat. And I think I've spotted what I believe to be a rat Ugh. on the antenna of your block of flats. That's disgusting. So we're, we're just going to investigate this bit because this is... Do you see it? It's like this little thing right up against the grey. I think it's a bird. A pigeon. Is it a pigeon? Rat of the sky. <laughs> I thought it was a rat from the same. Well, you, you have a look. I'm, I'm just going to have a look, listeners. Sorry. <laughs> well, Lasky, we can talk about Mark Wahlberg. Just what a wonderful guy. Oh, don't worry. It's a pigeon, everyone. Chill out. Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he has got the most amazing daily routine. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this before. Yeah. Um, he gets up at like I don't know two thirty in the morning or something. I think it's four thirty. He has a 
workout, pray, breakfast, workout, golf, workout. Family time. Bit of family time. I think whilst his kids are at school. Yeah. Workout, bed, in by seven o'clock. But yes, he is uh, the actor for this week. Um, what other films? The next there? film. Well, I, I like to make it a bit um, easier as we go on. Twenty twenty. Apparently, a film has been released this year called yep. Spencer Confidential. Yeah, I've seen it it's on Netflix. Mm. Quite um, good. Quite good fun. And then uh, Ted. Oh, yeah. Superb. I think not seen that ages. After my, uh, I'm sure the listeners have been uh, waiting on the edge of their seats for this. Um, I haven't googled it, but I think that the music from the deer hunter is called cavatina 99 percent sure it's john williams and then also great movie soundtracks in the departed i'm shipping up to boston which i think is by uh someone guthrie woody guthrie guthrie maybe who sounds like an ex-reading footballer but we won't get into that um oh i love i just love a good film love a good film i think we could have a soundtrack special oh there are... you thought that it's just like desert island disc pulp fiction soundtrack is sick i just... <laughs> I've really wrestled you, haven't I, with my review of Pulp Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's living rent free in your head, Mister McKay. You're never coming back, are you? No, I can't, <laughs> can't live with someone that doesn't. Squatting <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> right next to um, what did I say earlier in the week? Paul Pogba, Mesut Ozil, and Bryson. Yeah, the champion. In, in... <laughs> those three have their own postcode in my head. They are they are living very very they're they're living rent free council tax free, everything free, just with their stupidity and lack of respect for what God has given them. It, wow! I detest I just know. absolutely detest the way they approach their their discipline. That's a spectacular <laughs> little rant from you there. Yeah, and what a way to finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you both very much for your for your time. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, listeners. Bye bye. Lost out to Young. The chance here for Sidwell already. A water start. Just over 30 seconds gone. And the quickest goal in the Premier League this season for Steve Sidwell. Steve Sidwell FC podcast.